To the moon, brave listeners! It's time for more Luna Lunacy, courtesy the always dependable, if not entirely punctual, Tales of the Extraordinary! Surely you all remember the events of parts one and two of our current tale, The Killing Moon, yes? Well, let's continue with The Killing Moon, Episode 3. We take you now to space. Of all the frontiers, it is, debatably, the final. Through the empty void between two celestial bodies, a man-made wonder of the modern world of 1928 silently floats along. Within its metal hull sit a handful of lion-hearted adventurers and the currently unconscious Beverly Vavrila. We're all gonna die! Holly Toledo, she's alive. What? Oh, Randolph Moon! But how? Where am I? Hurtling through space on your way to the moon, my dear. Just like the gypsy lady said. Will you please stop with that? Oh, wait one moment, Busters. How did I get here? Last thing I remember, I was sitting up in Randolph's mansion in Los Angeles. That was days ago. You mean you don't remember our flight to India? Or passing out during the takeoff into space. Or the koala? Oh, oh, wait, wait, I remember the koala. (laughs) Bernie, right? How you ever taught me into letting a bear pilot the Zeus, I'll never know. What can I say? I have a lot of charisma, old sport. If you fellas don't mind, could you jog my memory a bit? My head is a bit hazy, and I feel like I'm gonna pull a Daniel Bourne if you catch my meaning. All right, let's start with India. Two days earlier. She's amazing, my dear Captain. I thank you, Doctor. I had already begun working on a successor to my airship, the Daedalus. But it was a small adjustment, thanks to the efforts of my legions of followers, to reconfigure it for interplanetary travel. I have dubbed it the Zeus Rocket. You have a real thing for Greek mythology. Why not something Hindu? I've always felt a closer tie to the Greek pantheon than one of my birth, Miss Vesper. So how will it work? Well, if the story of Adonis's rocket were true, then we would be able to break the Earth's gravitational pull in much the same way. Once we are circling the Earth, we will jettison the thrusting engines, slingshot around the planet, and use the momentum to carry us to the moon. Now, here's where my contribution comes in. The main body is actually made of two units. As the Zeus floats around the moon, the top half will separate into a landing craft. The Athena sprung forth from Zeus's head to do battle with the unjust. Exactly. You two are as giddy as two schoolboys. And why shouldn't we be? We're going to the moon. Captain, sir, our telemobiloscope has detected a large metal airship flying this way. Fast! Is it Stavros? I do not know, sir. Wait, I am picking up something on the radio from a patrol. What they describe, it sounds like our guest vessel. The air whale? But I left it parked outside, I'm sure of it. I have the keys around here somewhere. Um, has anyone seen my keys? They have a lucky rabbit's foot attached to them. Did I ever tell you about my three-legged rabbit named Lucky? It appears to be landing, sir. Just beyond the silo doors. Shall we engage? Not yet. Wait until they show themselves. Yes, Captain. Hold. The door on the craft is opening. It appears to be a white woman and... What? Are you sure? That cannot be. What is it? The patrol lookout! He says there is a man with her! And he looks like... Randolph Moon, at your service. Moon? 
Gentlemen, please, put down your weapons. Me kama in peace. How? What are you doing? I'm speaking Indian, of course. Did a Western picture a few months back. Really got into the culture while preparing for the role. That's not even... My dear Randolph, how did you get here? Oh, I just borrowed your Air Bear Helio Chopper. Hope you don't mind. I've seen you fly it about a dozen times, so it wasn't too hard to pick up. You know, with your ability to become an instant expert in anything, I'm surprised you don't use your talents for greater endeavors. Oh, I do. I am an actor. There is no greater calling, doll. Of course not. Excuse me, but could someone please tell me what's going on? Oh, I'll tell you what, Mr. Man! Miss Vavrila? Oh, we heard you were going to the moon! Moonlandia, to be precise. And there is no way that I'm letting you take off without me. It's my destiny. Just like the gypsy lady said- Oh, stop! We talked about this! Oh, 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 right, sorry. Just like the Roma lady said. (sighs) Look, gentlemen, I was told my future lies on that big ball of cheese in the sky, and I'm gonna fulfill that destiny I am. Yeah. So I commandeered your air bear and flew her here. Oh, oh, Moon, show them what you made. Go on, show them. What, now? Oh, all right. Take a gander at this, fellas. What is, is that a rubber stamp? That's right. It says, Property of Randolph Moon. Had it whipped up by a prop master who owes me a favor. You're not going to do with it what I think you are, are you? Insist you take me with you so I can stamp every inch of Moonlandia with my legally binding friend here? Hell yes. My lawyer, Eddie, came up with it. Great idea, right? What makes you think I will even allow you two to come along? Two reasons. One, I'm Randolph Moon. You're welcome. Two, I brought reinforcements. Is that a chimpanzee? Yep. You're gonna need some muscle, and old Gatsby here is like a testicle-ripping army of one. Oh, dear. You want to blast a chimpanzee into space? That's absurd. Oh, not just a chimpanzee, sir. Hey, Barney, get in here! What is that? This here is a koala bear. I see that. Are you Dr. Doolittle? (gasps) You read those books, too? Oh, aren't they just so adorable? Barney here has years of aviation experience. And since the unknown disappeared, he's been just sitting around his apartment with nothing to do. This creature is associated with the unknown vigilante. He helped lead that attack on your airship, I hear. Right, boy? I have no words. You did say you were concerned about endangering your own followers on this mission, no? This would seem to be a solution. Where did my life go so wrong? Probably when you met little Dickie Broughton. Oh, that reminds me! Little Dickie wanted to talk to you, Doctor. Me? Yes, sir. Here, I have the other League of Nations police badge. You can contact him with this. (coughs) Calm down, Gats. He heard Sullivan was here and he wants to find him. Officer Sullivan is with my daughter, Andrea. He is saying goodbye upstairs in the... (coughs) Gats, hey, wait up! I think I would prefer the company of Mr. Broughton after all. Too bad you framed me for the Maharao's murder then, me boy. Oh, where is that? Oh, oh, it's the police badge. Greetings from Japan, Beverly. And Captain, is Dr. Von Kliegel there? It is of the utmost importance that I speak with him. Go on, dear fellow. I have the volume turned up. You really don't have to shout into it. I can hear you. There's a microphone on it. 
Go on, dear fellow. I'm listening. Thank you. I need you to come back to Ibaraki in your air whale and give us a lift. We must head to Geneva post-haste, man. But I was going to join the captain in his Zeus rocket. Pioneers into the great unknown, off into the inky black, where dreamers dream to dream. That's lovely. I, on the other hand, have worked out Stavros's master plan. You mean we, little D. Ah, yes. Uh, Rod and I have worked it out. I'm right here, you know. Fine. It was a group effort. Is that Miss Drake? You've returned from your visit to Tokyo? Well, a fight between a three-legged automaton and a giant moth took precedence. I must reluctantly agree with Dickie. We think Adonis is going to attack the League of Nations. Are you sure? Because... space! Rod, get the newspaper and translate for the good doctor, eh? Fine, fine. It's in Japanese, or else I do a fine bit of dramatic retelling. <laughs> All right. My Niango is a little rough, but it basically says that the attack on Hirohito has put the world's leaders on high alert. That's a paraphrase. Some of this kanji is pretty complex. They don't care about the finer points of linguistics. Just get to the good part. Don't get yourself in a lather, little guy. Okay, here. The League of Nations is calling for all the important people. I'm guessing that's heads of state or something. To report to the League headquarters in Geneva. That one is Katakana. Thank God. To discuss how to deal with this threat. Or maybe... Maybe that's fish. Is anyone else confused? I don't see what this has to do with Adonis. Don't you understand, people? His little stunt in Japan has triggered the leaders of the world into calling for a meeting. Together. In one convenient location. That sounds convenient. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Where I presume he intends to send more of his unholy robotic monsters. Indeed. So, Doctor... I'm on my way, young man. To the air whale! That's me, boy. Hold on, hold on. So the doctor is not on board this big rockety doolickel? That's right. You're flying with me, Vesper, Gatsby, the captain here, and our co-pilot, Barney. The koala? Against all reason and sanity, I must admit the creature is surprisingly adept at piloting the ship. Oh, but what about Mr. Sullivan? I thought he was joining us, too. Oh, yes. Well... Well, what is it? His curiosity got the better of him, it seems. You see, I have brought along many useful creations to test on our journey, such as that iron exosuit you see against the wall. (gasps) Oh, it's a big metal man! Did you turn him into a robot? It is merely a hollow shell. The suit is made for protection and locomotion in space, based on a previous design that Mr. Broughton helped me test. When this is all over, I'm definitely buying it off of you. Every wealthy playboy should have an iron suit. Oh, sweet Mary of something! What is that? As I was trying to explain, madame, another of my creations is the cryogenic lifeboat, which Mr. Sullivan took an unfortunate interest in. He looks like a human popsicle in a bottle. Crude, but accurate, I suppose. It instantly freezes a person in case of emergency and keeps them in a state of hibernation until they can be revived. He made some quip about needing ice for his whiskey. How he smuggled that on board, I don't know. And despite my vociferous warnings, he pushed the red button. Is... is he dead? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Possibly not. 
There is definitely brain activity. I'm able to skim his thoughts since he was lucky enough to freeze with his eyes open. Well, what on earth could he be thinking of in there? Mostly about whiskey. Well, why don't you just, you know, thaw him out or something? Like a great big steak, you know? Because it has never been tested on a live subject before. Because it's so dangerous? No, no, no. Well, possibly not. The best way to know is by using this opportunity to see how long one can survive in there. For the sake of science, my dear lady. We've been monitoring him carefully. Gatsby, meanwhile, has been monitoring the whiskey. That's good, I suppose. What do we do now? Now, we wait. And we plan. In less than 24 hours, we will land on the surface of the moon. Oh, well, just like the Roman lady said. Speaking of the moon, folks, you'd have to be absolutely loony to pass up this amazing product from our sponsor! Gee willikers, Agnes! It sure has been a long day on the assembly line! Yeah, Mabel, I can't believe how Mr. Ford has us working! I just, I just wish I had enough energy after work to play, you know, like we did when we were four! Yeah, last year! Hello! Are you a man of industry? Do you hear this sort of subordination in your break room? What's a break room? Hey, what's a break? Silence! Hello, I am Frederick Bayer, the maker of Bayer Heroin, the wonderful powder that gives you more power. You may have heard that the League of Nations has recently made it illegal to use heroin. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not going to be able to finish my work. But wait, Agnes, if we take a dose of heroin, that's right. While heroin is illegal, heroin is permissible. Yay! Yay! So go out to your nearest druggist and get a whole bunch of Bayer powder for your child labor force. Try, Try Frederick heroin. The only heroin you can use on the bears, but not this bear. No. No, not bears. That is what I said! Get back to work! <gasps> Buy some now before the economic bubble we live in bursts, sending all into horrible recession the likes of which we have never seen. Just kidding, it's 1928! The good times will never end! For our heroes on the surface of the Earth, though, the good times have not yet begun. Speeding through the air, above the newly created nation of Yugoslavia, is a technological wonder. The Air Whale, a rocket engine propelled helio chopper that can traverse vast distances at undreamt of speed. Within the cockpit, its creator, Dr. Heinrich von Kliegel, is debating the finer points of a plan with fellow members of the League of International Do Gooders, Little Dickie Broughton, and Vanessa Drake. I don't see why we can't just let the League of Nations police force handle this. Are you serious? Have you forgotten so soon the affair with the French Mafia? I'm sorry, the what? Aside from Agent Strumpf, most of them are laughably inept. And he is only borderline competent when he isn't drugging us. Your point is taken, young man. But what good are we against another one of those tripods? I don't think Rod's monster moth can be counted on again. Mr. Mittens did what he could, Doc. Excuse me, Rod, but the grown-ups are having a little powwow. Don't you have a new wife to spend time with in the back of the plane? She's not technically my wife yet, little D. The doc never finished the wedding. What? 
Oh, no, that is correct. How terribly embarrassing. Why, I should take care of that right away. Doctor, wait. We're in the middle of something here. The closer we get to Geneva, the sooner we need to come up with a course of action. Very well. Uh, Mr. Stevenson, if you would please prepare your fiancé and yourself for the ceremony in the meantime. Sure, sure. But Shinobu is getting antsy, Doc. She doesn't get to fight something soon. She's liable to take it out on me. I've got it! Got what? I know how we can defeat the next monstrosity. Doctor, I'll need you to put that marvelous brain of yours to the test. Oh, I'm not really very good at tests. Too bad. The tripods are being remotely controlled from Stavros' moon base, yes? Sure. What if we could interfere with that signal somehow? Block their link with Moonlandia, you mean? I refuse to call it that. Oh, French Mafia you have no problems with, though. Shush. I believe I can come up with something, yes, yes, yes. I'll need some time to put something together with what I have here. Wonderful, but be quick about it. We'll need to ditch the air whale just before the border to Switzerland. What? Whatever for? We don't want to draw attention to ourselves. Currently, we have the element of surprise. We don't know how many of Stavros' agents might be watching. Also, flying an imposing airship such as this into what is possibly the most secure area on Earth might just get us shot out of the sky. We'll need to sneak into the League of Nations compound without giving ourselves away. And how do you plan on doing that? I don't have a plan at all. Yet. Oh, perhaps I could phone my old friend Sergeant Ermy. He might still have some connections in the Swiss Army. Oh, uh, isn't that the rugged fellow who trained us to be soldiers last Thanksgiving? Indeed. Though, now that I think about it, I haven't heard from him since then. It's unlike him not to write. Oh, God. You don't know, do you? Know what? I don't know how to say this, Dickie, but your friend, he won't be writing anyone anymore. What do you mean? Did he injure himself during your basic training? In a way. More like he shuffled off this mortal coil. Or... Saluted off, I guess. Dear Lord, Ermi's dead? Kind of. In a fashion, yes. But how? Promise you won't get mad. No. Fine. Look, he was a nightmare, okay? He was torturing us. Oh, don't be so hyperbolic. He is... was a drill sergeant. He was just trying to whip you into a cohesive fighting unit. Hold on. What are you getting at? Well, it was a bit more than we could handle, okay? Beverly was on the verge of a berserker rage. I rather enjoyed our boot camp experience. You were the only one, Doctor. What happened? Agent Strumpf may have acquired some bears. Bears? Heroin? Maybe. In a fashion, yes. You poisoned him? Technically, Agent Strumpf did. But we meant to only knock him out. Apparently, he'd been a regular user of Dr. Moonbeam's cocaine for the brain. And wouldn't you know it, the two do not mix very well. I thought it was a heart attack. You lied to me. Well, yes. In a fashion. I am in shock. My dear friend murdered by my own colleagues, no less. And to find out that he had a secret cocaine habit to boot. Wait one moment. Cocaine. Yes, that's what I said, mixed with heroin. No, no, I mean, I know how we're going to sneak into the League of Nations. I'm sorry? I happen to know that at least a few of the world leaders in attendance are fiends for the powder. Hell, Benito Mussolini is downright addicted to the stuff. If we can get a hold of a white van and a sizable amount of cocaine, we just might be able to gain entrance to the compound. Who would deny a truckload of Dr. Moonbeams? There'd be a riot. The powerful do like their vices. But why a white van? 
Oh, haven't you ever noticed that most delivery vans are white? If you ever need to enter somewhere uninvited, that's the way to go. Security usually just waves you by without any questions. You know, I have noticed that, actually. How fascinating. One small hitch, though, Broughton. Where are we going to get a truckload of the coca? Exactly. Well, my dear Miss Drake, who do we know that has access to various consumable substances, including, but not limited to, Bayer's heroin? Our good friend, Agent Strom. Are you sure he'll go along with this? Unless he wants to be implicated in the murder of a United States Army sergeant, then yes, I am sure. Sometimes I could just kiss you. Best write a check for now, Drake. But not in yet. Get me my League of Nations police badge and we'll just give the agent a ring, eh? Now let's ring up these amazing products from our latest sponsor! Hello! Frederick Bear again, how are you? Recently my heroin company has been shut down. But I have developed a new product! Do you have a small business that you hire small children to wave in the window to bring in customers? Hello! Welcome to Bears! My arms are tired. While cute and useful, this can be hard to feed and maintain. But we have a brand new product! A gas-powered microwaver! Hello! Welcome to Bayer! You can use this product in parades! Darling, my arms are tired. Bring out the microwaver. Hello, I am a recent beauty pageant winner. You can use it to hail a cab in New York City. Why don't taxis stop for me? Taxi! Hey, how you doing? Where you need to go? You can use this if you are the king of England. Hail, Britannia. Does the king look a little tinier to you? Try gas-powered microwavers! The only microwavers you can use on bears! Now with new blessing action! Spectacles, testicles, wallet, what? Anyway, it's time to shift our point of view from the daring do's of our brave heroes to the daring don'ts of our conniving villains up in Moonlandia, particularly young Gorgo, five-year-old head of security, and the enigmatic Grand Titan, Forrest, who are engaged in an intense verbal sparring match. Did it burn off? No. Oh, it melted, didn't it? Like wax? Ugh, no. Were you mauled by a bear? Can you please stop now? You just never take off that pink hood. I just want to know why. Tell me, tell me. <gasps> Are you just really ugly? Little lady. U-G-L-Y, you don't have an alibi. You're ugly. Hey, hey, you're ugly. <laughs> you know where I come from? There ain't nothing wrong with giving a child a good hard smacking. You wouldn't do that, silly, or Mr. Bubbles would pop your head like a watermelon. Right, Mr. Bubbles? As you wish, Miss Stavros. Commencing watermeloning in ten, nine... Hey, back off, Tin Man. Let go. Oh, down, Mr. Bubbles, down. Yes, Miss Stavros. I'll just take your hut off myself. Yeah. Hey, what's going on here? No fair! Haha, <laughs> ain't no one taking this hood off but me. I reinforced it with these straps after it came loose during a brawl last year. Aw, you're no fun. I'm not here to have fun, little miss. Then what are you here for? You know what? That's a good question. I thought I was going to grind the colored man down under my oppressive boot instead of playing peekaboo with a bloodthirsty toddler. I am thirsty. Hmm. Mr. Bubbles, go get my juice. I live to serve, Miss Stavros. But if you mean what I'm doing right now in this room, well, 
You and I are supposed to be launching your stupid androids to Earth like your grandpappy said. My tripods aren't stupid. You're just mad because Papu didn't like your jelly bean idea. Mind control jelly beans. It would have been swell. What is this? Oh, it's the little dream. Stop it. I told you not to call me that. This mustache was in vogue long before that you didn't feel appropriated it. Okay, Charlie. Why haven't you launched the attack? You were supposed to have launched the tripods an hour ago! What is wrong with you?! Oh, like you did any better with your face. Getting knocked over by a butterfly? It was a giant moose! Written by a strangely virile white man. In the middle of rural Japan. Believe me or don't, I will see this plan to fruition, even if your children cannot. Step aside! Hey! Let go, you meanie! Mr. Bubbles, grab this! Oh, oh your Frankenstein oh. monster is not here this time, Fräulein. Was? Pardon me, sirs. Ah, Housewood. Where did you come from? Uh, the hallway, sirs. That would be the proximity alert. It appears our guests have arrived early. Uh-oh. Step aside, tall people. Let me check the telescope. Aha. There they are. They made a rocket, too? Well, we must deal with them, then. But... Master Stavros has prepared a trap for when they arrive. I believe it involves a sumptuous meal. What? This is not the way you deal with your enemies. They should be met with the greatest force possible while they are still unawares. I don't think Master Stavros... Your master's not here. And now neither are you. Out! Unhand me, sir. That wasn't very nice at all. Step aside, child, or I will do the same to you. Settle down, Kaiser. We're all allies here. What are you thinking, son? Let me devise a plan. Aha! The tripods! What about them? Perhaps your dilly-dallying can be used to our advantage after all. Girl, man the controls! Best do as he says, kid. We are going to play a most violent little game with the automatons. <gasps> oh, goody! I love games! Wunderbar! On my mark, let loose the tripods of war! At that same moment, in the sky above the moon, well, what could be considered the sky above the moon, the Zeus orbiter draws ever closer, completely unaware of the danger ahead. Everyone strapped into the Athena lander. Aye, aye, Captain. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> strapped in and ready to take the fight to Stavros, Captain. Good, good. As I said, I shall manually separate the lander from inside the Zeus orbiter. Once separated, the lander's rockets will engage. Now I have taught Randolph how to operate the Athena, so he and the koala will guide you down to a spot just outside the moon base. We'll suit up and slowly hop our way over. Understood. Then let's... Oh! What the hell is that noise? Are we going to explode? Everyone stay calm. Let me check the readings. Oh. Oh? What oh? It appears our enemy has detected us after all, and launched countermeasures. Meaning? A mass of a dozen or so tripods are going to collide with us in about 30 seconds. If you launch the lander, you'll be out of their threat range before they get here. But you said you had to manually detach us from inside the orbiter. Exactly. I said you'll be out of range, not myself. You can't. My dear, the captain always goes down with his ship. Prepare for launch! No! Ah! 
Did we make it? I see the tripods going by out the window. We did it! What about the captain? I didn't hear any explosion. We're in space, Randolph. There isn't any sound. Of course there is. Haven't you seen the science fiction pictures? The silent ones, you mean? Now, now that's not fair. With the proper use of live orchestras, intertitles, plus a little imagination. Be quiet! Did you, did you hear that? There's something hitting the hull. More like some things. It's debris from the Zeus. The captain's brave sacrifice will not be in vain. I promise you. What's wrong with Gats? He seems more concerned than I would expect. Uh, fellas? Where is Mr. Sullivan? Mike? Why, he's still in the... Oh, no! What a dramatic and extremely tragic downturn our tale has taken, folks. The captain and Officer Sullivan lost to the void of space. The survivors left without a way back home. And waiting for them on the surface, a villainous welcome party. Sand sumptuous meal, no doubt. Is there any hope? Will our Earthbound heroes be able to reach the League of Nations before the wave of killer robots from outer space? There is only one way to find out. By tuning in your internet dial, a dial always tuned to Tales of... Keep the applause going for our cast. Bonnie Gordon. Rachel Bieber. Randolph Moon. No. Chris Rickabar. They're so interchangeable. Sorry. Commodore James Huff. <laughs> Jamie Huff. Bennett Cousins. Brian Crawdaddy. Jordan Byrne. Joseph Newhouse. My lovely wife Karen, the mute. The British Gatsby guy. <laughs> and myself, Mr. Michael T. Coleman, who's going to have a lot of work to do editing this episode. <laughs>